Hello and welcome back to Yay Basketball, the basketball game show. Monday, June 27th, 2022, recording live from the Yay Studio. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla, along with me for a, one of the last times in person. In person. Kyle Charles. A little bittersweet, but uh, we'll keep moving. I'll still be around. So, yeah. Let's Justin. Get it. Well, hello. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> glad the way you said that. <laughs> As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are so glad to have you. Be sure you follow us at TA underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you on the ground. Last week, we played What Did He Say? Talked about our finals predictions and how they fared. Uh, gave our finals, uh, gave our predictions for the offseason, at least, and uh, played five-second violations. So be sure to check that out if you have not already. Another great episode this week, so let's just get to it with everybody's favorite game. What did he say? That's right, it's What Did He Say? The rules for this game are very simple. I will play an audio clip of an NBA personality, player, coach, or analyst... It will be your job, Justin and Kyle, one last time in person, to work as a team to guess who or what that person is talking about. Each correct guess is worth 100 points. In the event of an incorrect guess, I received those 100 points, and let me tell you, baby, I want those points. Three clips today, so are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Uh, hey, quick question. Who is Draymond Green talking about in this clip? He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? I'd hope that you can. With all these hot takes you make, you should be able to. You don't have to act like that, my man. You don't have to go up there. You go from being enforcer to coon. How does that happen? At least you act like an enforcer. I didn't really ever take you for one. Yeah, you heard him right. Yo. You heard him right. Oh. Who is Draymond Green talking about in that clip, Kyle? I thought he was probably weighing in on the KD Stephen A. Smith back and forth. Okay. But mm, holy smokes. Wow. That was a lot. Oh, oof. Big oof. But... Uh, if there's one player that went on national television and was taking shots and hot takiness at a bunch of other players, it was Patrick Beverly, who was uh, enforcer is definitely a strong word for Patrick Beverly, but also, yeah, you know, he considers himself the work hard guy situation. Yeah, I don't think he would talk to Kevin Durant that way. Uh, yeah. So yeah, probably Patrick Beverly. I feel like it's got to be Pat Bev. Yeah, I don't JJ Redick hasn't gotten out of line or anything. So. No. Also, he wouldn't have said a certain thing about him um, if it was J.J. Reddick. So, Do you uh, want to hear it again? Yeah. Sure. He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? I'd hope that you can. With all these hot takes you make, you should be able to. You don't have to act like that, my man. You don't have to go up there. You go from being enforcer to coon. How does that happen? At least you act like an enforcer. I didn't really ever take you for one. 
Wow. Who is Draymond Green talking so, about? Okay. Hang on. I hear the Patrick Beverly thing because I said it. And then... But it was so long ago. I support my but own idea. Why would yeah, he say it now? I mean, we're in the offseason. I don't know. This was from last week? Yes. So All he, of these are in the... So here's what I wonder. Week. Him and a certain analyst have kind of gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning Nick Wright. Here's the question. Is he talking about somebody talking about how Draymond I am shouldn't... Gonna, I will help you. He is talking about a player. Ah, uh, Fuck. He is talking about a person that is doing his best to resemble a media personality. Yeah, like himself. Okay. Take it as you will. I don't know. Thought I gave away too much, but I guess not. No, I hear you. I mean, maybe Kendrick Perkins, but like, because he's known for that too. His opinion doesn't really matter as much anymore. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. The only other person on TV like that is Kendrick Perkins because Richard Jefferson doesn't really got a hand and definitely wasn't an enforcer. No, I, I still think Patrick Beverly makes the most sense. I don't think he would talk about KD that way. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. So, yeah, that's my So, yeah, bet. I mean, I'm going to kick myself if it's KP, but let's go Patrick Beverly. Beverly, final answer. Sure. Let's see. You are exactly who I thought you were. Exactly who I thought you were. Kendra Perkins, you act like this clown, and it's baffling to me. Nope. That is incorrect. No, he's talking about Kendrick Perkins resembling Skip Bayless during his old media versus new media rant that he went on during this week's episode of the Draymond Green Show. So if you haven't listened to that, do yourself a favor and hear that shit. It's crazy. Um, He's talking about everyone in quote-unquote new media or quote-unquote old media i guess because they're on fox sports or espn the whole thing was kind of perplexing to me a current player yeah perkins rant sorry draymond's draymond's rant about about it kendrick burton yeah the way he was talking about kendrick perkins obviously the things that you just heard him say about kendrick perkins were those things were incredible but the entire umbrella of quote-unquote old media to a degree i get he was actively taking a dump on skip bayless which i will do in the middle of a tuesday afternoon for free i hate skip bayless and one of the reasons that that uh, draymond green's credit draymond green credits that to is because he's attached his name to a quote successful black man in lebron james LeBron is successful, therefore all Skip has to do is hate on LeBron and be successful. Be the antithesis, be the hater, and then he will gain a following. And he has done so for how many years now are we talking now, right? And I hear you. Skip was doing that before. Um, on, I, I get the whole, I don't like Skip Bayless either, but to disparage him on that level I think is kind of ridiculous because um, he built an entire genre of TV show. Right, and I agree, and I understand. Before LeBron James was in the league. I don't think he built it before he was in the league. He was on TV before. Cold Pizza was before LeBron James was in the league. For sure, and I hear you, but don't act like LeBron James did not get more criticism from guys like Skip Bayless than Michael Jordan did. Of course, but there was no one on TV then. There was no daily debate. There was no TV. TV didn't exist. Well, TV exists before the 2000s. I didn't even see that it. style of show didn't. But anyways, thanks for the 100 points. Mm. Sorry, I let us astray. 
So, well, I mean, I that was my idea. <laughs> nope. I do appreciate it. Uh, all right, on to question two now. Who, sorry, what is Kendrick Perkins, who we just talked about, what is he talking about? And this was the only time that I actually prayed that something happened to him at practice. I said, you know what? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> What a thing to confess. I know, but I'm being real. Like, I, I did, bro. Like, I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. And I'm about I, to I, edit this out. That, that, no, no, you can't edit this out. This is real. I don't. Okay. Um, that was all over Who the is, or sorry, what is Kendrick Perkins talking about in that clip? Um, Wishing for a teammate to get injured, I think. I guess. Was somebody, like, coming for a spot? You mean, like, most of the league that was better than him? Um, I don't know. I don't understand who he's mad at. I don't know about Kendrick Perkins' dust-ups uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going back to the Thunder or... Is he with the Cavs end of his career? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But even then, who you... I mean, did he have an argument with Shaq? Are they, uh, are they talking about the Kyrie same? again or something? No. Um, I think for your sake, I'm going to play this again. I know mm-hmm. you like to get some names thrown out, but I'm just going to play yeah. it for you again just so you can hear it. And this was the only time that I actually prayed that something happened to him at practice. I said, you know what? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> What a thing to confess. I know, but I'm being real. Like, I, I did, bro. Like, I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. And I'm about I, to I'm, edit this out. That, that, no, no, you can't edit this out. This is real. All right, so what do you think there? I'm as perplexed as JJ on that one. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. Like, it's, it's vastly confusing. I mean, There's I think... no context to it at all. Um <laughs> I hear you, but also, what could you know who's talking speaking? About? Well, you know, you can buy them, you know, anywhere. They're on every corner. Who's he? What's he um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of options. The only thing Kendrick's I, played with a lot of yeah. mercurial personalities. Could be Russ. Could be Kyrie. So I just want to be clear here. You guys are interpreting this clip as him wishing for his own. Teammate Something to get injured to him at, at practice. At practice, that I, I hate to hurt. I hate to help you, but that's not right. He's very clearly rooting for an opponent to get injured. I mean, I, if you want it one more time, the very tip of it, I'll give you the tip. Yeah, I wish and somebody this was the back. only time that I actually prayed that something happened to him at practice. I say, you know what? Like, no, no, no. Why would I? What a thing to confess. Okay. okay. I know, but I'm being That's real. helpful. Like, I, I did, right. bro. Like, I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. And I- just so you know, I just went from Kendrick Perkins' teammates to rest of the league. Yeah. <laughs> well, that really here's Okay, here's a thought. Here's a legitimate thought. Maybe he was thinking about, which would be hilarious. I don't think this is the actual answer. He's like, I wish when Allen Iverson goes to practice, something would happen to him after that rant. But <laughs> you're maybe, talking. maybe a LeBron James. Yeah, that's what I was thinking trying from to, the Thunder, trying to go Thunder to, Cavs. Oh, I was going to go back even farther. Yeah. Back with Celtics. When he was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, but he's had runs with LeBron before. Yeah, he does. Maybe that's he does. He's a player he feels comfortable yeah. like admitting that about because LeBron has been so successful and so yeah. healthy. 
Yeah, let's go with LeBron. Let's go with that. Yeah. Are we uh, locking in there, uh, LeBron James? Yeah, hoping LeBron lock gets it in. Let's lock it. Going into that game seven against LeBron James. Ah. I was like, let us get breaking news that LeBron has, you know, tore his ACL or something. Jesus. Like, <laughs> to edit this out. That, that, <laughs> no, no, you so can't bad. edit this out. This is real. That is correct. Well done, gentlemen. He is talking about facing LeBron James in the 2009 playoffs and it being the only time he prayed for a player to get injured in his career. Thoughts on that? Well, I mean, uh, I, I get it. I think... As fans, we think that. So it only makes sense that as a player, you would kind of be like, hey, my livelihood's on this. Like, I don't want you to get hurt because you're, you know, do the same thing I do. And it's very unsportsmanlike, but I also want to win. So if you get hurt, it's good for me to win. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that he was admitting to it was more just the fact that, like, the point was he wasn't, it was the one, probably, probably the one time that he wasn't like, okay, how can I prepare for this opponent? It was just like, please don't make me like go up against this opponent again. I don't think he was actually like rooting exactly. for LeBron to hurt himself. He's just like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to face <laughs> yeah. him. Like, I want yeah. it to be over. So he, he does go on later in that interview to say, uh, you know, I'd, I, that was the game that uh, LeBron dunked on KG. And uh, uh, Kevin Harlan says, LeBron James with no regard for human life. That was the one, an all-timer, exactly, an all-timer call, an all-time dunk, all that. That was the dunk, and they were going into Game 7, and Kevin Perkins says, the one time I ever prayed to not <laughs> face the guy in Who's doing Game 7. Yeah, so, yes, people. exactly. So, good call to you. Well done, gentlemen. Yep. Uh, you did get that, so we are even at 100 points. I didn't have this planned, but y'all want to make a wager? No. Sure. <laughs> Let's make this one worth 300 points. Okay. Okay. I don't necessarily feel confident about this. Actually, I don't want to do this. <laughs> now I take it back. You can't take it back now? Nah, all right. I'll give you 300 points. Okay, here we go. Who is Brian Windhorse talking about? LeBron James. The ability to play on and off the ball. The ability to create his own shot and allow LeBron to rest while he's playing in addition to rest on the bench while also being to be a great catch-and-shoot player is the perfect player to play alongside LeBron. Who is Brian Windhorse talking about? Kyle? Well, as a as like a mouthpiece for LeBron James's camp. Um, his entire career. His entire career. I'm assuming that's someone that LeBron really would like to see playing in Los Angeles with him. The uh, late the news that's come out lately, my first guess would be Kyrie. I'm open to other suggestions, but Justin, uh, that's been in the news for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kyrie's been the biggest story for the last week for no like just because he wants to be. Yeah, um, and that's the one that makes a lot of sense only because I don't know of anybody else linked to coming to the Lakers. Um, last week I was talking about, you know, John, the whole like a John Wall trifecta trade with all of them, but I don't, uh, unless he's talking about John Wall potentially no, John getting bought out, but he's not a catch and shoot guy. Yeah, he's not playing off the ball. Yeah, so. Bradley uh, Beal is the only other one I could think of. Yeah. Do you um, want to hear it one more time just for good measure? Give me a snippet yeah, of it. I don't give me Wendy. Okay. The ability to play on and off the ball, the ability to create his own shot and allow LeBron to rest while he's playing, in addition to rest on the bench, while also being to be a great catch-and-shoot player, is the perfect 
player to play alongside LeBron. Who's the perfect player to play alongside LeBron? Yeah, I, I don't... Kyrie Irving, I think, is the answer. Um, but again, I'm going to kick myself if it's Bradley. Yeah. Hill. It's always fun listening to him talk when he's mm-hmm. just like, you're reading this off of an email that Clutch sent you. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> and I know it could be Brad Beal. Or it's going to be. Are we missing anybody and anybody Dame? or not? Are we forgetting someone? Oh, God. Is there, uh, a, is there a name out there that maybe. Oh, it's DeAndre Aiden. Oh, oh, that's the guy. That's the yeah, guy. The catch and shoot guy. <laughs> um, Malcolm Brogdon's just been on the block yeah, for too I don't long. Know. Unless he's talking about no Kendrick mm-hmm. Nunn resigning. <laughs> like I don't know. Opted in? No, I don't know because it doesn't sound like it's a player that's currently there okay. on and off the ball. I think. Okay. Kyrie. Yeah. Sure. Kyrie. Final answer. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? All right. God. But in my view, and you people could argue with me on this, and I wouldn't necessarily win the argument. In my view, LeBron has never had a better basketball fit with somebody other than Kyrie Irving. Nope. Yep. That is correct. Yeah, not not the. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah, he's talking about Kyrie Irving and how he believes that Kyrie is the perfect fit to play alongside LeBron and AD. Okay, so we have some breaking news, at least in terms of a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. Kyrie has opted opted into his uh, player option for this season and will be at least expecting his $37 million contract uh, for the rest of this year. So, Justin and I, uh, you know, saw that happen in real time, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Kyrie Kyrie will be in Brooklyn. So, what do you think for the... Do you think that that's it? He's with Brooklyn, and he's that they're just going to settle down, and it's all good. Or what are you thinking, Justin? Um. Well, my it's just a tough situation because either this is very Kyrie, and it was much ado about nothing, cause a big stink, and then you're going to play. Cool. Or which is not out of character. Which is not out of character for him. I also I now that we also have the news of John Wall getting bought out. Mm. There's not many places to move a Russell Westbrook contract and then have a third team in that trade. Because yeah. there is no world that I can see mm. of Westbrook going to play mm. in Brooklyn. There's absolutely yeah. no world I not see that KD, Not with KD, no. not with Kyrie. Unless they blow it up and they trade both of them away and they bring which in that's Westbrook. Not gonna yeah, which that's not going to happen. Now it's not going to happen. Now it's not going to happen. It was on the table this morning. Yeah. It's, uh, it's long gone happen. now. So I don't know. I I see I see Kyrie probably playing there next year, unless a, a meteor hits the planet and <laughs> shit happens. You know, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, if that's out. the case, then yeah. who knows? Who Kyle, knows? what do you think? Uh, I was blown away by the quote that came from Shams directly from Kyrie. Quote: Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. Yeah, that I, is the most Michael Scott ass quote of hitting the agree <laughs> button on yeah, "Do yeah, you want thirty seven yeah, yeah, million dollars?" Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. leaking that he might opt out and sign the six million dollar exception with the Lakers, right? And in my head, I was like, he had that quote ready for that, yeah, not for saying yes <laughs> to thirty seven million dollars, just thirty one million more dollars. Yeah, per year. if he would have <laughs> if he would have agreed to yeah, not yeah, 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 get thirty one yeah, yeah, million dollars, yeah. then fair quote. But I thought that was yeah. hilarious, just to. Yeah. Opt into the team he's currently playing for. Um, 
I don't know how to feel about Kyrie. Like the vax stuff was legitimately, I thought, wild. like wild. Not an opinion you should be sharing to your millions of fans. Everything else, it's just like I don't know how to like. I I don't run a basketball team, so I don't really care. Like if I did run a basketball team, I wouldn't come anywhere near him. Like I think that's just a nightmare to have to deal with. Yeah. But it and reminds me of when people like freak out about the NBA's ratings on Twitter. I'm like, unless they're the league pays you, why do you care about ratings? So like most of the stuff Kyrie does, I'm like, hey, why do I get worked up about it? It doesn't af- <laughs> just like it's funny to watch, I guess. Uh someone who doesn't care about like the Nets' success necessarily. So Yeah. I if this morning I thought that uh it made complete sense for the Nets to move on from both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I explained to Justin in depth as to why it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, well, you can't. I mean, what are you going to, tr- what could you possibly trade that would make sense? And of course, they don't apply to the hard cap. He can still be traded, all that for sure. Get him his money for sure. But what I'm saying is, as a Nets, I'm not a Nets fan, but I'm saying if you are a Nets fan, how are you looking at this whole situation and saying, get rid of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? I don't necessarily think that we got a full understanding of what it, what it could be. Mm-hmm. Because in the 2021 uh, playoffs, when the Bucks won the championship, we didn't have a full Kyrie Irving. And yeah. then this last season, they didn't have a full roster outside of those two guys. They got swept, and that's real and legitimate. But also, they just didn't have a real team around them. And they didn't have a full team, a full season to develop that team, no matter what the team was. So I think you got to keep them for now. It makes sense from a, an organizational standpoint. you got to keep those guys, but... Uh, if they had traded uh, one of those guys, I wouldn't have been stunned. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, it looks at this point that they're going to try to run it back one more year, but it's just it's confusing to me because they're sort of in the same boat as the Lakers, where you have to construct this team with like cheap veterans about around what you've got, but the situation is just such a nightmare that like. Who's going to do that? Like the Lakers thought they were doing that last year and then they didn't actually get like too many, you know, they didn't get enough. Right. And the Nets didn't either. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like what changes this offseason that you attract that talent for cheap. Right. In last year. Like right. that seems like a worse place to play now than last year. In terms of the Lakers situation, I don't I really don't know what happened. What what happens or what they're going to do. I mean, I thought that there was like a kind of a lifeline situation there with like, "Ooh, maybe they get Kyrie back," but it didn't happen, at Too least bad. not for now. So we'll see. All right. Well, well done, gentlemen. That was... What did he say? That's right. That's right. It was What Did He Say? A very good game to start with. Well done to you. Uh, on to the next game here. Uh, we're going to do a little speed takes, whether it's a draft review or uh, topics that have been discussed. We're on to speed takes now, and speed takes go a little bit like this. All right. I will pose a uh, statement, question, all that to you guys, and you will have, uh, uh, you know, a matter of a minute or so to uh, put your takes on wax. So here we go. The Orlando Magic shocked many draft analysts by selecting Duke's Paolo Bancaro number one overall, passing on Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren, Kyle, did the Orlando Magic 
pull a rabbit out of their hat by gaining the 6, 10, 20 year olds or isolation style <laughs> scoring? Or did they guess wrong? Did they guess the wrong card? That's really good. I like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I go rabbit. I think that was the perfect fit for what they needed. I think they've still got some young centers that they could spend some more time with developing. Obviously, they have some talented guards. Uh, I think Franz Wagner's actually something special. So yeah, I mean, I think they really needed like a a big three who can get his own shot. I think it's perfect. It's really nice to see another franchise that's kind of been in the dumps for a while seem to maybe get it together. This kind of feels like a piece. Similar to what the Cavs put together last year. And, you know, they, they kind of flamed out a little bit. But at the beginning of the season, I had high hopes for them. And they were doing well there for a while. I think the Magic could be uh, kind of a bounce-back team this year now. Justin? Uh, I think the Magic will be maybe just a little better than they were last season. Um, I also, I just, I don't think any player is going to move the needle from this draft, at least immediately. I think this is one of those drafts that's a slow wow kind of growth draft where we won't know the player until like three, four years from now. So for me, they did what's probably best they think is best for them, but I don't think they could have gone wrong either of the other ways just because I don't think it's all middle of the road to me for them. So I get it, but I am not anywhere smarter than any draft analyst or any scout in the NBA. And I think it makes sense that these guys saw a 6'10", 240-pound 20-year-old, and said, this is the missing piece. Mm-hmm. The magic, it, it makes sense that they grabbed him, to me. Uh, you know, you got a guy like, uh, oh, of course, now I'm forgetting his name, um, Cole Anthony. You know, all these guys that, that they seem to have, Franz Wagner, they have these dudes. Suggs, Fultz. Exactly, Randall yes, Carter, thank you. Mbamba. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, my brain just emptying out right there uh, but uh, they do have talent there and it seems to be it, that they are loading up on young talent and this guy to me is the missing piece so it makes sense yeah. to me so all right on to question two now a lot of hullabaloo was made of this year's draft class and while several teams got their guy only a few came out on top hey justin what team won the draft? So, I obviously, I'm super hot on the draft via my last statement I just made. Uh, but I will say this. I think kind of the consensus is that Detroit, <laughs> Detroit kind of won the draft. Uh, they got Jaden Ivey because Sacramento did what Sacramento does and messes up. But, um, you know, they got Jaden Ivey. They went ahead and a little bit later went ahead and got Jalen Duran. So, I mean, I feel like they're, you know, Doing the right thing by the draft. Also, with their team, are doing the right thing by getting rid of Jeremy Grant. So, I feel like they're kind of resetting uh, and then getting what they needed. Kyle? Well, my first pick was Detroit. I really like what they did. Um, I'm going to throw this out there, and it might look real stupid down the road, but... The Blazers took a swing on Shaden Sharp. Mm. Might be really special. We haven't seen him play in like a year and a half. He didn't play at all. At Kentucky, um, word on the street was that he had, you know, maybe not the best advice as far as who was kind of leading his camp, telling him not to play at Kentucky, uh, but it worked out for him. I mean, he ended up going seventh to Portland, and if he's as good as advertised, uh, combined with Jeremy Grant, you know, the the Blazers are trying to win, and he could he could definitely be a win now guy. So, 
I could end up looking real bad, but they took a chance, and I'll give them credit for that. I respect that pick. That's a good uh, good thing to recognize there. I think, ultimately, the Pistons coup and the Thunder coup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Thunder pull off a good pick, but all, the, the Pistons, with Jaden Ivey, all that, they seemed to have made a statement in this draft. I think the Knicks fans were upset. The Knicks fans will be upset no matter what. But they can win a championship, but they'd still be mad about it. <laughs> Honestly, they would figure something out to be upset about. Um, I'm pleased with the Pistons. I'm pleased with the Knicks. I ultimately, or sorry, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Thunder, the Thunder. Uh, we just said this. One. I think that ultimately, the Thunder made a good. Good, uh, good settling on some of their Chet picks for this round. Yep, Chet and Jalen Williams and all that, and uh, and I think the the slim towers are going to be excellent. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's a great nickname. I think the slim towers will be a force if they can like maybe get a little bit up in weight. Um, if you saw it, uh, Kendrick Perkins said to uh, Chet Holmgren right after he got drafted, "I got up to two ninety, and he goes, "I'm never going to ninety." So we'll see what happens with that. All right, we'll see. Uh, okay, breaking news. We talked about it a minute ago. Kyrie Irving has decided to opt in to his $37 million player option for next season uh, as hopes for a sign-and-trade deal fell flat. What do you make of this whole situation? And what what was, was this the right call for Kyrie, Kyle? I mean... Yeah, if it were me, yeah. The other option was maybe like the Lakers were the only other team interested, and that was going to be six million. So as we kind of talked about earlier, if you can just hit the yes button on thirty-seven million, you know, figure it out from there. Yeah. He's already been paid, you know, almost his full amount to play half a season, less than half a season. So right. why not sign the contract and figure it out later? But Justin? that's just from Kyrie's perspective. So I think yes. Uh, Kyrie made the right call because uh, obviously thirty plus million dollars. I disagree. If Kyrie Irving's a free agent, someone's paying him. That's the NBA. Someone's giving him more money than he got this go round mm. for that one year for sure. But I think he made the right deal only because I will say this: I'm only like half in that they're going to keep that roster the same because if you're the Nets you're going to run it back and get swept again no it doesn't sound good the rest of that team doesn't look good if I'm a Nets fan I think I want to get out of both the Kyrie and KD business because we all know Kevin Durant would go for the biggest trade package ever okay I hear you but I just don't I can't see how the only way it made sense and we all know I want LeBron to finish with 25 rings. (laughs) That's off the table, obviously. I thought Kyrie might have made a difference in L.A. Uh, That's not going to happen. So, for his own future, Kyrie's future, of course, yeah, that's the right thing. I mean, make your money, maybe stand a chance to win a ring, get out of the East. Although, I think we all agree here, outside of Justin probably, if Chris Middleton was not injured... This finals does not go the way it does. Whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the whoever, I don't care. The Bucks win that chip. And I think next year, if they're healthy, the Bucks win the chip. And I will continue to pick that team 
so long as they are currently constructed as age, uh, you know, uh, maintains. Yeah. So, Kyrie, get your bag. Go ahead. I'm happy for you. Yeah. All right. Last one here. Rumors are swirling about the future of LeBron James and his future with the Los Angeles Lakers, with many believing that he will head back to Cleveland. What do you expect LeBron to do in his free agency next summer? And if uh, he does head back to Cleveland, is it the right fit, Justin? I honestly, with LeBron, don't know what he's going to do with his free agency. Um, He's been on these like one-in-one deals, one-in-one, two-year little deals. Um, he's already shown a, a person to leave. Um, I, if the Lakers stay constituted and they aren't going to, like, at least try, then he would leave. The question is, where does he go? Um, I think he could help that Cleveland team because I think he could help, obviously, any team as a veteran presence. But I don't think that Cleveland team is the best spot for him uh, for any, like, through any team. Like, there's other teams that are better. Okay. Kyle? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to guess because presumably after an entire season, this Cavs roster isn't going to be constructed the exact same way it is now. Um, but you look at, you know, it's got some veteran familiarity for him with Rondo and Kevin Love. You've got some stretch bigs, Larry Marketing, Evan Mobley. You've got some reliable point guards, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I think it's a fantastic fit for him if that roster is constructed the same way um, for him next offseason. So, yeah, I don't know if Cleveland goes for it. They kind of have their own identity, identity. going now. Yeah, uh, kind of reminds me of when the Nets, you know, were a chippy upstart team with D'Lo and Karis LeVert and Jared right. Allen, and they were popular. Right. Uh, and then they kind of just dumped all of that for KD and Kyrie, and you know that hasn't gone well. So it's whole... going to be some thinking, but I don't know how you, I don't know how you turn down LeBron James wanting to come back. Yeah, I mean time. the uh, the argument that I saw was that uh, Chris Roussard and uh, Nick Wright making the argument of when he went to Cleveland the first time, he was the hero. He was the hometown hero. He was a god amongst men, you know. The second time he came back, yes, they won a championship, but it was still different. The third time, I don't know what levity it carries. You know, I just don't know if it's carrying the same weight as the first time. So I don't want him to go back to Cleveland, honestly. I win a ring with AD. Because by the end of next season, Anthony Davis is 30. That's he. That's not still, not, as LeBron has proven, not an old player in the league anymore. Anthony Davis is a little bit different because he's as fragile as a kitchen cabinet. But, yeah. you know, well, glass kitchen oh, okay. cabinet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of the hutch. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want to see him go back with a group of young guys because those young guys they ain't Kyrie Irving. No, yeah. you know LeBron in Miami saw what Kyrie Irving was going to be and decided screw screw Wiggins. Let's get a Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. You know, screw a Dion Waiters. All that, and it, he set himself up for success. I don't necessarily see that happening happening again in Cleveland. So you should go to the Knicks. What? I mean, a team with no with no identity. That team will not have an identity this time next year. They're desperate for it. 
They've been clearing cap space for I'll tell you right now, the Knicks, twenty years to never sign anybody. Wow. The Knicks could have got twenty fifteen LeBron and they'd have been mad about it. Wow. Holy crap. Ride it in the streets. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's the craziest thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta hey, it's my last one. I gotta, yeah, gotta go out of it. What are you gonna do? He's gonna dunk from the baseline of the other court. Like, huh? <laughs> All right, well, of course, since it is Kyle's last one, we're going to have a little fun here. We're going to play some rapid-fire trivia. Psych. Kyle, Mm. did you think we would let you leave this show, at least in person, Without playing one more, oh, let's guess do it. that player. <laughs> Psych, boy. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. There are are four rounds to this. Each question has an assigned point value. The questions will increase in difficulty as we progress throughout the game. Uh, I will list Kyle some facts and season stats of one mystery player, then give Kyle four players to choose from. Kyle, you've done this before. You have three lifelines, but you can only choose two two of them. Uh, Option one is ask a co-host where you will have 30 seconds to discuss with your co-host, who is Trey. Trey, say hello. Hello. Uh, Bench a player. I will eliminate one of the incorrect answers or scouting report where I will tell you one fun fact about the correct player. Are you? I'm ready. Ready? Let's get it. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Good to have you back in the seat for the I first time in, in more than seat. two years, my friend. Question one is worth 50 points. Of course. This 23-year-old guard averaged 28.4 points per game, 9.7 assists, and shot 46% from the field in his fourth season in the league. Your options are A, Kevin Durant, B, Luka Doncic, C, Trey Young, mm-hmm. or D, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Similar numbers. Um, Trey led the league in assists per game. He led the league in total points. Obviously, it's him and Luca's fourth season, so that doesn't narrow that down. 46% from the field. It worries me because I know Luca was younger. Uh, 19. No. I'm going to go Trey Young. Trey Young, final answer. Yep. Well. Trey Young was a logical choice. Yeah. Hmm. Would have been a good choice. Mm-hmm. If you would have gotten it right. And you did, my yeah. friend. Damn right. <laughs> 
Good job. Off to a good start. Yeah. Just so you know, the scouting report here uh, wouldn't help you. No, this no player shit. was traded on draft day. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> well done. Okay, yeah. okay. We are uh, we are off to a good start here. We're liking this here. Uh, okay, are you ready to play question two? Worth 100 points. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right, now. Question two. This guard averaged 22.1 points per game, 5.1 assists, and 4.3 rebounds with shooting splits of 46% from the field, 38% from three, and 68% from the line. Your options are A, DeJounte Murray. B. C.J. McCollum. C. Tyler Hero. Or D. Darius Garland. Let's see. 22.1 points. That doesn't really rule out all any of them for me. The rebounds and assists. 63868. Which one of these four is not a good free throw shooter? <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. I think Garland, I've watched enough Cavs games. I'm gonna rule him out. Um five and four. I can give you the stats if you need them. No, I got him. <laughs> Twenty-two, five, and four. 46, 38, 68 splits. Um, That's I'm yep. going to go with, you know, uh, if you got me, you got me fair and square, but I'm going to go with DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, final answer. Yes. Time after time after time after time after time after guess that player after guess that player, I sit in this seat and I root for a four for four and we just gotta keep waiting. No, my friend, I wanted it so badly to be I know, it would have been special. Yeah, it would have really been special. It was CJ McCollum. Yeah. Scouting report there, uh, this player was drafted out of Lehigh. Oh, that well, have, that would have <laughs> given it to you. <laughs> if that gives you any clue into uh, what you are looking towards uh, in questions three and four. Okay, so uh, you've got, fif- er, uh, got 50, 50 points, right? Yeah. 50 Big points. Ones. Good got job. Both well my lifelines. Both your lifelines heading into question three. Are you ready to play question three? I am. Question three is worth 150 points this season. This 29-year-old eight-year veteran averaged 13.7 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, and 5.2 assists while shooting 41.6% from the field and 33.9% from three. Your options are A, 
Evan Fournier. B. Spencer Dinwiddie. C. Dennis Schroeder. Or D. Cantavius Caldwell Pope. Well-written question. Similar age gentleman here. Eight-year vet. I'm sure if Spencer's been around quite that long. So 13.7 points per game. Hmm. 34% from three. That's disappointing. Still so, two lifelines on the board. Yeah. Unless you want to double up on the last one. Which, as you know better than anybody, not going to help you much. Not going to help me much. <laughs> um, and I'm concerned because I don't know if I know too much background on any of these four guys. Um, but it might. <sighs> It's the three-point percentage that's really... I don't think Fournier had a high enough usage to get four and five out of his rebounds and assists. Spencer Dinwiddie's numbers... Shooter, give me... Give me a scouting report. The scouting report is this player has played for four NBA franchises. Let's see. I think I can get to four with Schroeder. Dinwiddie. I was this KCP. Um, let's see. 29 years old. 41. Yeah, I don't think I can get there with any of the others. Uh, we're going to go with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Final answer. Final answer. Well, we used a lifeline on this one. Yep. We were looking for something big. Maybe a two for four is still possible. But it won't happen on this one. Damn. That is incorrect. The correct answer was Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yeah, he averaged... Uh, and I, wanted, I want you to know that Justin and I sat here and calculated how close we could get with these stats. I don't know if there's <laughs> ever been a closer question three in the history of YB than this question. What was uh, Schroeder's line? 29. There, I want you to know, Evan Fournier, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dennis Schroeder are all 29. Uh, they all shot, they're all, sorry, they all finished within 13.5 or 13.9 points per game. They all finished within 5.2 rebounds or four rebounds per game and five rebounds assists. Five, uh, sorry, five assists per game or 5.8 assists per game. The shooting splits are practically nominal at this point. So uh, those that was the closest question I think I've ever assembled. That was a good one. I told you at the top. It's a well put together question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what you got here. Are uh, you ready to move on I'm ready to, to move question on. four? Okay. Well, we've had guys go one for three, one for four, <clears throat> oh for four. Don't do that. Don't do that. We were teammates today. We were we were we were friends today. 
Question four is worth 200 points, Kyle. On your last Guess That Player in person, at least for a little bit, mm -hmm. this 28-year-old rookie, 28-year-old <laughs> rookie, played just 19 total minutes in his debut season with the Washington Wizards. He averaged two points per game, zero rebounds, and .3 assists. He shot 0% from three and 75% from the field. Your options are A, Craig Sword, <laughs> B, George King. You're going to give me a George Shield. <laughs> C, Gabe York, or D, Cat Barber, and yes, they're all real dudes. All real. Currently in the NBA, signed to a contract. Okay. I want you to know too. Quick note: Cat is spelled with a C. That's how I wrote it down. That's okay. good. <laughs> cat Barber. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, last lifeline. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, none of these names really speak to me. So if I'm guessing out of three of them, that feels better. So, unless Trey feels particularly moved. I, I have no clue. <laughs> All right, we're going to eliminate a player. <laughs> we will be eliminating Gabe York. Oh, shit. That's the only one that sounded halfway familiar. <laughs> so, the lifeline worked, because I would have picked Gabe York. Uh, let's see. I actually wrote down George Shield. What was his last name? George King. King? <laughs> we have Craig Sword. George King and Cat Barber. George King and Cat Barber. A lot of nouns. Um, yep, 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 yep. Craig Sword. God, I feel like I would have remembered that. I wrote an entire Wizards question just for Justin. So, Cat you would think. Barber. You would think. Um, I can't. 28 <laughs> year old rookie. Ah, 19 <laughs> total minutes. I feel like Craig played more like 22 minutes. Um, <laughs> I'll have you know, I picked these players. He did. You he him? chose them. Play. He chose the players based off of exclusive their names. Right. And I will honestly tell you this: revenge is sweet. Yeah. Okay. If you get a wizard's question wrong. <laughs> you got <laughs> two out of eight questions. <laughs> no dog shit. I have fifty points. It can't be total revenge. <laughs> I am leaning towards the king. I think it's, uh, I'm going to have to go with the king. George. George king. king, final answer? Yeah. Positive. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> as positive as you can be. Final answer. Yes, George King. Give it to me. I really wanted to do clean sweep this motherfucker. I didn't come close to that. You're damn right you did not. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. It was Craig Sword. Really? Yeah, like, the guy that sounds like a... <laughs> No, Justin said uh, he sounds like an Elden Ring character. <laughs> that was one of the reasons that we chose him to be I the correct answer. I had to choose your LARPing name last minute. <laughs> I, I saw Craig Sword and then saw George King, and I was like, we have to do like a, a themed now. question. Now. <laughs> yeah, that was always my favorite, too. Yeah. <sighs> well, well Respect done. for the well-written questions. Well, I can well, still appreciate that. One out of four. It, it's not the worst we've ever seen. Don't do that. I'm glad I will you continue made him tough. to do that. 
I would have gotten all four of these ones right. We'll get you back in the hot seat, Justin. Don't worry. Justin, you'll be back very soon. Don't you worry. Thank you so much for playing, Kyle. Uh, Guess That Player, as always. A very fun game to play. This was Guess That Player. That is correct, and now you're probably wondering, what are we going to do with all these points that we have used? And to you, my friend, I say we will gamble them away in props to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Google. I didn't know what's happening. Why is the app still going? I don't know. But... (laughs) <laughs> as good as background music as any. <laughs> All right, another fantastic episode of Props to You. Just so we know, the scoreboard currently sits with Kyle on top the leaderboard at 750 points. Yeah, Kyle, uh, Michael in second place with 450 points, and myself in Stunner. last place with 400 points. Now, we didn't really pick anything beforehand, so I'm going to spring this on you now and also kind of on myself, as we're going to pick winners for tomorrow night's WNBA games. Okay. Okay. All right, now you've got the Dream versus the Mystics and the Wings versus the Lynx. Dreams. You want the Dream? Dream. Dream. Okay, Michael's got the Dream. Michael, how many points do you want to bet on that? How many points I got? You got 451. Second place? You're in second place. He's got 750. He's got 300 more. Give it to me. 450? Yeah? Correct. All right, 450 on the Dream. Now, Kyle... What are you thinking? Run me through those again. Run me through those again. Okay. Well, he's got the dream, so you can't have them, but you can have the mystics who they're facing, uh-huh. the wings or the links. Uh, give me a wings over. I can bet the wings over the links. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Okay. You've got the wings. I'm going to take the only team with a winning record, the mystics over the dream. And uh, I'm going to bet all my points. Kyle, you've got your 750 big ones. What do you want to bet? Uh, duh, all of them. All of them. Heard. <laughs> Let's do it. Good times, fellas. Good times. Gentlemen, this has been a fucking fun-ass ride, hasn't it? And hey, we're not done. No, no, for sure. Not even a little bit. Kyle, what do you got for the people? Uh, go Avs. Yeah, congrats. When I moved to Kansas City four years ago, congrats. they won the Super Bowl. So I'm glad I can bring another championship to my new city. Go apps. Justin. I've got something for the people. And I want them to know that if the Knicks pay Jalen Brunson $100 million next season. They're going to. He will have a season not unlike MVP candidate Isaiah Thomas. You're sounding a lot like Knicks GMs for the last 25 plus years. You'll put up that statistical. If I give him the money, he'll do the thing I need him to do, right? On what? Right now. Right now. He will have he will have that type of season. Okay. Wait. He will not. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, not not Pistons. Right. Celtics IT. That season? Yes, he will. I mean, okay. Just so you know. That will happen. Disagree. Well, gentlemen. It's been fun. It has been fun. And Kyle, of course, I couldn't leave you without uh, just generally saying, of course, we'll have you on the podcast. Of course, course. we'll have you on the show. But uh, you have been a driving force in yay basketball for the entirety of its duration. 
And I'm so grateful and so thankful for you to be a part of it the entire run. Uh, I love you. You're my best friend. And I can't wait to uh, come see you in Colorado in a couple weeks. And I know the fans that are the people that are listening, although they might be small, <laughs> well, they might not be small, the normal sized people, but <laughs> the numbers might be small. Uh, I am so glad that they are here with us um, and they have experienced this journey with us. And uh, anybody that's gone back and listened, uh, we did not have a single episode of Yay Basketball published. Kyle Charles has not been a part of it. So we're exploring new territory here, but he will continue to be a part of YB forever. And uh, I love you, and I'm thankful for everything you've given us. And uh, I am excited for this next chapter. We've got some good shit coming. So don't think that anything's stopping. Uh, Kyle will continue to be a part of it, and we're going to get him uh, some gear, and he will be remote in Denver uh, soon enough. And uh, it's all going to be good and I'm, we are very excited uh for the next chapter of yb so with that said uh don't forget everybody to follow us uh at yay underscore basketball on tiktok and instagram and uh just a reminder we are recording live from the yay studio do it live i can i'll write it and we'll do it live and once again just for good measure Thank you so much for listening to us. We do appreciate it. 122,000 followers at the moment. Check us out on TikTok. We will see you next week. And don't forget, yay basketball.